on this scroll is so important that our whole scripture is pointing to it. We're about to find out that it's worth the wait. Ultimately, what we want is a saver, Savior who is worthy, a Savior who will take care of us once and for all. A shepherd, and not just any shepherd, but the good shepherd. Now I want you to rewind a bunch of years um, back to the garden where it all began. Adam and Eve, and uh, in that garden they made a bad decision and they uh, was sidetracked by the devil. The devil distracted them. The devil lied to them and the devil got them to make a decision against God's will. Then they were forced to work for their living and their children. They had to work and God would provide for them, but they had to do some work for it. Adam and Eve's children, Cain and Abel, they, uh, they worked the grounds. Uh, Cain was a farmer that brought up crops. And Abel, God provided a flock outside of the garden that they were no longer living in the garden so that he could care for them. Abel is the first shepherd that we see in Scripture. He took care of the sheep. And he did what was right in God's eyes. He offered the first part, the, the, the good part of what he had raised. And God was well pleased with it. Now Cain evidently didn't offer the best to God. So God chose Abel's offering. And not because Abel was a shepherd, but because it was a good offering. But I think it's really neat that God chose a shepherd first. God chose a shepherd. In our history, God's history, we see a lot on shepherds. Uh, Abraham, in our scripture, we read about him and we find out that he is a sort of shepherd. He owns a lot, a lot of sheep and a lot of cattle and a lot of animals. And uh, he's more of a manager shepherd, but he has a lot of animals. And, and in Jacob, Jacob in Genesis chapter 30, uh, it speaks of him taking care of his father-in-law's flock. And he takes the speckled sheep from the herds and keeps the speckled sheep for his flock. Jacob was a shepherd and in Moses, we read in Exodus chapter 3, uh, Moses is also a shepherd. He's tending to his father-in-law's flock and uh, taking care of the sheep when God comes to him in the form of a burning bush. Gets to talk to this shepherd named Moses. And probably one of our favorite shepherds, David. David was a shepherd, a man after God's own heart. We get excited about reading of the, the feats that David accomplished. Abraham, Jacob, Moses, David started with Abel. And then Christmas. 
And guess who gets to meet the Savior first and be the first to announce his presence in the world? Well, other than Mary and Joseph, it is the shepherds. Luke chapter 2, verse 8. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. And suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to this Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in a manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. Here's how God introduces the Savior of the world. He sends his angels to call on some rough men in the field. And the angel tells them to go find Jesus. And we're not exactly sure how the shepherds found baby Jesus. Tradition tells us that perhaps there was a star. We know that a star led the wise men to them. Maybe there was a star that the shepherds seen. Saul, and, and, and they followed it to the point uh, where they arrived where baby Jesus was born. We don't know exactly how they found it, but uh, can you imagine? Oh, by the way, there's only two kinds of people that follow a star. Number one, the really smart person who knows about stars, who studies stars, who uh, is, is constantly researching the scriptures and, and the prophecy. And so when he notices in the sky that a star is out of place, that a star pops out that wasn't normally there, that it means something, that it's very specific and important. And so he realizes, I should follow this star. That's one kind of person that follows a star. And then there's the shepherd who is standing out in the field. He's got nothing else to do uh, in the middle of the night. He may be kind of bored and, huh, I wonder what that is in the sky. It's like a carrot in front of a donkey. He 
follows this star directly to where Jesus was. Now again, that's not scripture that the shepherds followed the, the star. It isn't in our scripture, but perhaps that is one way they find Jesus. They get to him one way or the other. And I can only, I can only uh, imagine about what they were talking about. They come to the place where Jesus was, and the three or four or several of them there, shoulder to shoulder, as they're looking at the situation, at what had just happened, and they're thinking, baby, wrapped in cloth, in a manger. Hobby dog. It's true. It's true what the angel just told us right here before our eyes. It's really neat that the shepherds were the first to see Jesus. It's like God is preparing us for something. Abel, Abraham, Jacob, Moses, David, the shepherds, all the way to Jesus. I wonder if the shepherds who got to see baby Jesus were able to connect the dots. I wonder if they realized that they were looking at a baby who would grow up to replicate what they did for an occupation. Except this little baby would be a shepherd in a perfect way. Maybe they did. Maybe they understood that they were looking at a little shepherd. And maybe that's why they were so happy about it. Seeing the good shepherd meant that they were sheep. It meant that someday they could retire. And they wouldn't have to watch after flocks of sheep anymore. That their Lord Jesus would take care of them. They would be taken care of by the Savior. Now, shepherds are very common and important in God's history and the the theme of God's plan. God uses his history of shepherds to get us ready for Jesus. He wants us to know how important a shepherd is to the sheep. He wants us to expect a Messiah in the form of a shepherd will take care of us. He wants us to know that the Messiah's highest priority is life. He chose shepherds to be the first ones for a reason. He chose a woman to bear the Messiah for a reason as well, because women are specialists with bringing new life into the world and for raising up new life. They're specialists. I mean, God could have brought the baby about some other way. Oh, perhaps he could have uh, did Moses take two and floated baby Jesus down the river in a little basket and Jesus would have just appeared to everyone, but no, that's not how God chose to do it. He chose to bring Jesus into this world through Mary specific reason for that and I believe he chose the shepherds for a specific reason as well I believe he chose shepherds to meet Jesus 
first because a shepherd's job is to protect life. A shepherd, he protects the lambs. He keeps them safe. The objective of a shepherd's job is to keep the sheep alive. And the good shepherd's highest priority is life. He gives life, and that life is not just a regular life that you and I experience here on this earth. It's life eternal. And God chose shepherds first to be the ones who would share this news with the world. God chooses shepherds because their message will be received as authentic as well. You know, so the shepherds, they went at once, the scripture says. At once they went, and with haste they went to tell others. And that's so exciting, man. I would have went with haste as well. Can you imagine? They told everyone that they could find about the baby Jesus being born, who was the Messiah. The Bible tells us that people were astonished. Imagine if you were in town that night. Here come the shepherds. All that commotion down the street. Mm, I can just think about uh, if uh, you were there and, and maybe your spouse was there and you heard all that, that nonsense going on down the road. You know, would you would you blame it on uh, the the crazy people that come out at night? Oh, it's just those crazy people making noise. Don't pay any attention. Or would you think, oh, maybe it's the uh, the overdramatic junior high kids that are so excited about getting their Christmas presents tomorrow, which wouldn't have taken place back then, actually. But maybe they would have been saying, oh, that's just those uh, town drunk people making all that noise and. If it were any one of those options, nobody would have listened to them. But it wasn't. Heard all that dramatic noise of the shepherds telling about Jesus, and they said, no, wait a second. Those are, those are shepherds. Those are shepherds telling everybody. You know, the guys who are normally quiet... As a matter of fact, they're so antisocial that they have probably chosen to be a shepherd so that they could be out away from people. They don't talk to people very often. The tough guys, and here they are. They're, they've got news, and they're openly spreading it to everyone they can. There's no way that these guys could make up a story like this, I would think if I was there. Now, I tend to have a little higher view of shepherds than others. A lot of commentaries and maybe other preachers uh, will tell you about how the shepherds were the, the uh, bottom of the list of people as far as citizens, that they were the lowest of society, and I just don't know about that. I like to have a little bit higher view of the shepherds. I mean... I think that these guys were honest, hard-working men, and for me, that gives them some credibility. These shepherds may have been 
the ones who took care of the sacrificial sheep that were used for atoning for sin in that day. Here's another thing. Now, I can't say this is always the case, but I'm more likely to believe my neighbors than a president or a king. Just saying, if there's an, an average fellow that lives down the road from me, I might believe him more than I would a person who is disconnected from me, who I cannot relate with. And so it doesn't surprise me that the people were astonished when they heard the shepherds. I'm also convinced that a shepherd has to be tough. Well, it's their job. They have to deal with predators who eat sheep. They have to deal with people who steal sheep, sheep wranglers, sheep thieves. And they have to fight off the lions and the wolves. And I'm, I'm sure they've seen all kinds of things. Angels are scary beyond anything they've ever seen, though, because the text says that the shepherds are terrified. And when everyone seen these tough guys running through the streets, telling everybody about Jesus, about what they just saw, well, there must have been something to it. Their message was authentic. And the message was good news. The Messiah has been born today. And that means peace and joy. Are you astonished? Does the message of the shepherds, of the Messiah being born, make you astonished? Now God chooses shepherds also to show that everyone is included. Both Jew and Gentile are included in the list of people that the Messiah has, came to, has come to save. Governors and, and people who work at McDonald's, no matter where you are from or what your past is, you are included in God's plan. Jesus will save everyone who has faith in him. The shepherds, they're a great middle-of-the-road example. They're not wealthy, but they're making a living. They're probably not trained warriors, but they know battle. They're capable of taking on the predators. They've probably not been to college. They're not scholars, but they know enough to believe what God tells them. They know the Messiah when they see him. No matter who you are, you can find something that you have in common with these shepherds. Everyone is included in the invitation to be saved by Jesus. Romans chapter 10 tells us that there is no difference between Jew or Gentile and that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That doesn't mean that all people will be saved. It means that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Like the shepherds, you must choose to believe the message 
as I was researching this week about the shepherds, I came across a word in one of the commentaries. And it's a normal average word, but I just don't hear it very often. The word is enliven. Enliven. And this word explains what happens to the shepherds when the angel came to them and when they found Jesus. They were enlivened. They were made alive. They were excited about life because they now knew hope. And it was Jesus. If you want to be enlivened by the Savior, the same uh, Savior that the shepherds introduced, all you have to do is put your faith in the message that the shepherds bring. He is the good shepherd. His message is authentic and his salvation is for you. In closing, I want to read you a few verses that I hope will enliven you. That I hope will give you a new energy for the faith that you have in your Savior. I want you to be enlivened this Christmas knowing that All of the things that you've been waiting for, they point directly to Jesus coming back. He came as a child, and his promise is not to leave us here waiting. His promise is to make everything new. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 11. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will carry the lambs in his arms holding them close to his heart. He says, I myself will tend to my sheep and give them a place to lie down in peace. First Peter tells us, Once you were like sheep who wandered away, but now you have turned to your shepherd, the guardian of your souls. The guardian of your souls. Now that enlivens my soul to know that there is a Savior who guards my soul. Revelation chapter 21. He will wipe every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. And the one sitting on the throne said, Look, I am making everything new. Brothers and sisters, be enlivened and let your heart rejoice because of the good news of great joy that the shepherds bring to us. Pray with me. Father God, we're so grateful that you used shepherds to spread the good news. It shows us that, Lord, we can be used as well to spread your good news. Lord, that you have come to us this day and that you've given us your scripture that tells us that not only are you born once here on earth for our sins and gave your life, but you will be coming back. And when you come back, everything will be made right. Lord, help us to be content 
and to be courageous as we wait on your second coming. We put our faith in you. In Jesus' name, amen.